to Pentecost Sunday, you fiery lot, you crazy lot. I love it. I love it being here. It's wonderful. Pastor Phil's over there, but we are here and we're going to have an amazing, an amazing time in the Word of God. And, you know, as I've been, I think I, I think I did actually come here last year uh, for Pentecost Sunday, did I? Do you reckon I was here? It's such a year ago, but hey, you know, I can't believe it was a year ago. My husband turned 65. It's like, it can't be a year ago. And I'm like, I was here. And, and so as I was looking at the messages that I've previously shared on the, on the um, baptism in the Holy Spirit and the day of Pentecost, I really heard the little voice of the Holy Spirit saying, just follow me in the word of God and follow me about the river of life. Talk about the river of life. And as I began to come into the word of God, I felt, you know, when God is in his word, not only is it, does he speak to us to feed others, but it feeds ourselves and we, that, we get that, whoo, we feel the heat. It's like the, we get turned on by the word of God because not only is it to feed others, but it's also to feed us. And so come with me, if you will, to Revelation tra- chapter 22, verse 1. And I have to confess that I'm not at all like the Apostle John. And seriously, for him to be seeing this revelation was not that he was sitting on a hammock on the Isle of Patmos. He was persecuted. He was in pain. He was left for dead. And in that that moment when I would imagine that he was thinking, my days are numbered, the Bible says that God opened up his eyes and he saw wondrous things in heaven. And that is the recording of the the revelation of John, it's called. But it's not only the revelation of John, it is the revelation of you and me and Brittany and and Brad, wherever he's sitting now, Brad and Chris, fiery white man, uh, Chris, with with the Prince Harry red sort of locks. Hey, I think you would have given the preacher at that wedding a run for their money because you were, (laughs) and I'm not even so sure like him that you would have stuck to the three minutes that he was given for that sermon. I'm like, uh, he won't be getting a call for the next royal wedding, I can tell you, even though I would quite like him. What a preacher, wasn't he great? But anyway, uh, all right, so we should read the Bible because Phil's going to ask me, did you actually read a scripture this morning at Silverwater? Ah, so this obviously is is the recording of what, uh, you know, the recording scripture of what John saw. And he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal proceeding from the throne and of the Lamb. And, you know, for the first time, I've read that scripture so many times. I love anything about heaven and the revelation and the river and everything But it was kind of the first time that I'd really seen or understood that the river was flowing out from the throne and from the Lamb. That river flows from Jesus, that there's no disconnection. The throne uh, has the river flowing, and it's not just symbolic. It's an actual river, and that river flows out from the Lamb of God. So every time we are in communion and every time we're in praise of Jesus, that same river that flows out from Him 
can and will and should and we should desire it flow out of our innermost being. Oh my goodness. And uh, which I love. Hello. My, I said to, I have my son and my grandsons to stay with me on Friday night and on Saturday I asked uh, Sonny, he's 10, to read my sermon. And can I just say, he found every spelling mistaken. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, I thought that was pretty cute. So as I realized that this incredible river that is recorded as flowing out from the throne and also out from Jesus, I just thought I'm going to trace some of the words that Jesus said about this river of life. What is it about this river of life that is, in my mind, I'm thinking it's so connected. This river of living water is totally connected to the, uh, to the day of Pentecost, to the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I just thought sometimes we need to increase our language about the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I really feel that for some here today, as you understand that the baptism with the Holy Spirit and the experience of Pentecost is about that living water flowing out of your innermost being, which is totally, immediately, completely connected to Jesus. He is the river. He is the river of living water. He is the water of life. He is the water that we can drink of, as we will see in a minute, whereby we will never thirst again. Never thirst again spiritually. Never thirst again to be looking elsewhere for the source of our lives, but in Jesus himself. And of course, you may ask me, well, where? Can I find this living water? And how do I have this living water that flows out of heaven? It's all huge and big and grand and, 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 uh, and heavenly and supernatural. How does this river connect with my immediate life? Turn to your neighbor and say, funny you should ask. She's about to tell us. I think it's coming. I think she's going to, it's going to be a verse. So in Luke chapter 4, I must stop being silly. It's, it's when I've spent too much time with the grandsons. <laughs> there you go. Verse 10 to 14 in Luke 4. It's, I'm just taking the bits here. Of course, the background to this is that uh, Jesus and the disciples had been walking and they stop uh, at a water well. Jesus sits there to rest and the disciples go into the town to find some food. And as Jesus is sitting there, walking towards the well, is this uh, woman, this young woman. And he asks her, can you give me a drink? Because it wasn't like turning a tap on, was it? And if you've been in other countries or Middle East countries, it's a well and you have to, have a, you have to draw from the well. And she says, you know, you don't have uh, something to draw with. And that's why he asks her, and it goes on, you, you being a Jew, talking to a Samaritan woman, tut, tut. And, and so Jesus says these words in verse 10. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, 
and he would have given you living water, right? So he's talking about this living water. But she is still, like so many of us, when, you know, we need some, when we're thirsty for answers, but we're trying to think it's coming in the natural. We're thinking with the natural mind. And this woman is doing the same thing. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered and said to her, So she knows the historic background of this well. We can sometimes know everything about the experience of Pentecost and miss it. We can know all about it, but not experience it. Not know how to apply it to our everyday lives. And this is where we're, this is where I'm, God willing, going to get to when we come to pray at the end of this morning's service. And so uh, she's thinking in the natural. And Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks from this well will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him or her will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Let me just say that again. Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain. Woo! A fountain! Fountain! A fountain, oh my gosh, have you, do you love a fountain? Do you see that the water is moving and it's alive and it catches the light and it's fresh, it's not stagnant, it continues to be renewed. It will become in him, this thirsty person, this fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. And I see like that connection as we have filled and we're praising and we're crying out to God and we're filled and baptized with the Spirit, our spirit is released. That fountain of living water springs up. How many of you remember we used to sing that old song, spring up a well, <laughs> spring up a well. And you know, sometimes we don't realize the power of singing the scripture. Yeah. We're like, it's just words and we giggle and you know, children make up funny limericks about script, about the songs we're singing because they sound sometimes a bit old-fashioned. But what happens is when we praise God and we praise what the Scripture says is actually happening right now in the supernatural, woo, you know what happens? The, the heavenly, the supernatural, the presence of God begins to leap within us and we were feeling down, we were feeling like there is no hope and next minute we're like, it's going to work out. Amen. Things are going to work out for me. Spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up a well within my soul or something. Whatever trips your switch. <clears throat> Turn on the switch. Turn on the tap. Make it an everyday gift that you are activating within your well. Turn the fountain on. Start praising God. Start believing. Start saying, I can, as opposed to, I can't. Stop saying, 
nothing good ever happens to me. Start saying, something good. (laughs) Something good is going to happen to me. All things are working together for what? For good. And you can pray out scripture. You can say, Lord, remember what you did for Joseph in the Bible. Lord, remember what you did for that poor woman, Ruth and Naomi. Lord, remember what you did for that common girl, Esther. Lord, remember, remember what you did for them. Lord, remember me. You know, it is time that we, as the children of God, understood, I'm saying this respectfully, we are born of royal blood. I know that a lot of people watched that wedding last night, and I could even see sour grapes in some of the guests' eyes, like, lucky her. Right? You know, just like, how come nothing good like that happens to me? How about you turn that around? How about you say, God is good and wonderful things are going to happen to me? See, you can turn around. You can turn that fountain on. Now, hey, you're probably looking at me and it's relative. You go, well, what would she know? You know, what would she know about uh, bad things happening in her life, friends? Let me just say this, you've got no idea. And every day, and if you've heard Pastor Phil lately, he talked about every day he gets up at 5, 10, whatever it is, and he goes out into the dark with our dog and he prays and he seeks God and he prays in tongues. Why? You know, I'll tell you why. Because he has to. Because every single one of us has something or someone or some whatever yapping on our heels saying, Who do you think you are? It's never going to happen for you. Just, you know, and you have to get up like we do and say, you know what? Something good is going to happen. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. You know, and I... I'm excited, actually. I'm, I, please excuse me. I'm just diverging off the message. But this year, we are celebrating a moment in history as 20 years of every woman gathering. And we've caught it crowned. We've caught it crowned because for all these years, we want to give Jesus the glory. We want to crown our lives with his loving kindness. We want to celebrate him. And we want to celebrate that we are the daughters of the king that we are the king's daughters. We're not just, you know, we've been adopted into the royal line, into the royal bloodline, and we are more fortunate than any princess that you have seen or common girl that is walking down the aisle like with Prince Harry. We have the Prince of Peace who is betrothed to us, and we need to lift our heads up as men and women of God and say, I am choosing to be filled with the living water. And this woman, what happened? Here, she goes on. So our hunger is now created in her. She's curious and she knows the history. She knows the history of the well. She's got that all down, sir. Oh, I've said that, haven't I? Oh, okay. So, sorry, I'm just jumping behind. Sorry, a little bit. Shouldn't have watched the royal wedding last night, should I? Have? <laughs> all right. He says, whoever drinks from this well will thirst again but the water I give him will spring up the fountain. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. And as we know, what she does, 
is something gets into her in that moment about this living water. She goes back to her city. She says, come meet a man who tells me everything I've ever done. Like even though he put his finger on the, the most hurtful private places of her life, he never made her feel shame. He, she, she just said, he told me everything I've ever done. Come and see. And when that living water gets inside of us, we want others to come and see. See what? See who? Jesus. We want him to come and we want others to be introduced to Jesus. And, uh, you know, when she goes back to her city, uh, she, she, they come out and then they say to her, we did you know, come out, first of all, because of your story or your testimony, a testimony, but now we're coming because we ourselves have believed. We have believed. And, and so she becomes a woman who leads others to Jesus as a result. What an incredible gift. May the living water, that fountain of living water, rise up in you and I to be a source of joy and life out flowing out from us to others. In, here in John 7, the referral of this is in John 7, 37, eight minutes ago. Now on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers rivers, rivers, rivers of living water, living, supernatural, amazing water. And it goes on to say, but he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, uh, whom those who believed in him as Savior were to receive afterward, for the Spirit had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified or raised to honor. Jesus is continually wetting the appetite, wetting our appetite, saying, come, get ready. If you are thirsty, if you believe in me, come, come. Living water is about to burst out of your stomach, out of your belly, out of your belly. And of course, he was referring to this day that we are celebrating, the day of Pentecost, uh, where in Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 4 to 8, declares this, is it coming up on the screen? And they being assembled together, the disciples, I added that bit, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And verse 8, for you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses of me to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. My goodness, my goodness, he's like, just get ready, get ready. Turn to somebody on your right and on your left and say, get ready. Because this is what happened in Acts 2, <laughs> when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And I mean, the, listen, the day of Pentecost has 
fully come. And we are gathered together of one accord in one place. And there came a sound suddenly from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Oh, I remember saying this last year. It filled the whole house, front to back, up in the balconies where they were sitting. And there appeared on them divided tongues as of fire and set upon each one. And they were all filled. Turn to somebody and say, all. What is all? Just about uh, some mediocre? No. All were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, can I have the band come back this morning? We're going to pray in a moment as we, oh, Jesus. This wonderful word, baptism, which you're going to be doing water baptisms soon. The the word baptism is really, it isn't just the sprinkling of water. The word to be baptized in the Holy Spirit is to immerse, to submerge, to make overwhelmed, fully wet, to get fully wet in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that power isn't like power over people, but that power of the Holy Spirit is to enable us and to give us an efficient life, to give us an ability to live well and to make the right decisions and to give us might and strength in our inner man. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Let's stand to our feet today. Oh Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Lord, that this living water you desire to flow out of our innermost being. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. You know, I just want to refer, um, in a moment we're going to sing that song, that last song that you were singing. Oh, that was amazing. Um, You know, I, I had a friend, Brian, I won't go into it, but he had been prayed for many, many times to be filled with the Holy Spirit and he was discouraged and he was a wonderful Christian man and and uh, we're having a cup of tea one one evening in our house uh, many years ago. And uh, I don't know how we got around to talking about the baptism of the Spirit. I think his wife might have said, oh, poor Brian, you know, I've been baptized in the Spirit for years, but he just, he just thinks that it's not for him. So I got talking and I said, so Brian, when you pray, you know, or when you're in the shower, do you ever have another sort of language that comes up into your mind and in your heart and you want to just say it and he says well yes I do but oh it's Latin it sounds like Latin to me and I said oh really does it have you got it in your mind right now in your heart right now he said oh yes I I I said put your cup of tea down and we began to pray and praise and he began to speak out in a heavenly language he had had that heavenly language locked up in his belly for 17 years 17 years and you could be here today And you're like, oh, maybe you were once filled with the Spirit, but stuff is blocked down in your well. That fountain has got all clogged up with a few circumstances or heartaches or or you've just lost that fire and that hunger for God. Well, today we're going to have opportunity right now for you to lift up your hands to God, to even come to this altar and to really ask Jesus to fill you with that living water and let that 
fountain of living water spring up. Let that well of living water begin to spring up. And we're going to begin to praise God. The band's going to uh, lead us in that worship. You're going to lead us in that worship. And I want you to just lift up your voice. Maybe you've never sung out. Uh, you made up a song, sung in the Spirit this morning. Maybe you've never just just thought, I'm going to let go. I'm just going to begin to praise Jesus this morning. As you do, oh, let that gift of the Holy Spirit spring up, spring up. Oh, Holy Spirit. Lord, let that fountain of living water flow up, flow up, flow up. Your people in the mighty Holy Spirit today. Baptize every believer. Oh, let us enjoy the power of Pentecost today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you've never been filled. Maybe you're like, oh, I'd love to be like Brian. Oh, I'd love to have that heavenly language, that wonderful heavenly language and the gift of tongues blow up out of my belly. Oh, friends, today, oh, if you love Jesus and if you're hungry and thirsty for Him, the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is here today for you to be filled to overflowing. And maybe once you were baptized in the Spirit, but you got a bit blocked up. Well, in this last couple of minutes, I want you to just, as we continue to worship and sing this song, I want you to come to the altar. And with uh, the team and myself, we're going to lay our hands on you. We're going to pray for you to be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit on this day here in 2018. Oh, so come on. You're saying, pray for me. I need, I need God to unblock my well today. Just step out of your seat. Come and stand at the front or just tap your friend on the shoulder and say, hey, come with me, come with me. Come on, let's get filled with the Holy Spirit afresh. Just lift your hands to heaven.
Lift your hands in his presence.